Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Glasgow is Green and as our dear, well, our man behind the throne, Stevie, said the other day, he's no longer going to be appearing on the podcast, although I'm sure if we twist his arm, he will be back. But for episode 162, the preview of the Glasgow Derby this weekend, it's me and Spunkphone. How you doing, mate? I'm doing, uh, doing no bad, John. It's a, a beautiful... Uh, beautiful sunny evening in this part of the world and I'm currently sat indoors ahead of a bank holiday Friday recording a podcast with your good self when I could be down the pub but listen that's, that's not your fault John um, we do have to do what we do for the listeners it's a, a pleasure to be here no sarcasm intended thank you for your sacrifice you, you truly are a hero as everybody knows we're going to talk about the upcoming game on Saturday the Glasgow Derby at Celtic Park against those great guys Rangers 12.30 kickoff at Celtic Park. The fourth meeting of the teams this season, with Celtic winning the first 4-0 at Celtic Park. The setting at Ibrox being a 2-2 draw. And the League Cup final, round about five weeks ago, where the Kyogo double secured a 2-1 triumph for Celtic. And just to let everybody know, going into the game, in case you forgot, we are nine points ahead and a win would just about secure the title and a draw would probably secure the title as well because we are nine points ahead and our goal difference is so superior to Rangers that it's like an extra point anyway. So we're just really needing to try and avoid defeat on Saturday, but we won't be talking about defeat or anything. As this is going to be the 31st game of the season and there will only be seven games left after it. So Spunk Phone, all the talk today that I saw online and in good old Discord chats that we're both part of, was about a video that Celtic released looking ahead to the game with the players training at Lennox Town. And there was two notable absentees in the the video. There was no Rio Hattati and there was no Greg Taylor. On the other hand, there was Aaron Moy, who did miss the game against Ross County last week. But it seems certainly he'll be back for the game. But there could be question marks over Rio Hattati, who is probably our best midfielder at the moment. And our number one left-back, Greg Taylor. So, Spunkphone, we'll talk about the left-back situation first. If Greg Taylor is out, then Alejandro Burnaby would need to play. He did, of course, score his first goal for Celtic against Ross County. Of course, he never featured at Ibrox when Greg Taylor got injured and Juranovic replaced him and turned in one of the worst Celtic performances I've seen in a long time at left-back. So, what would your thoughts be if Greg Taylor is out and Bernie Boy has to replace him? How do you think it would fare? First off, obviously, it was positive to see Adam Moy back in training. Obviously, we'll, we'll touch on the other two and we'll touch on the left-back situation just now. 
a real blow, obviously, if Taylor's um, if Taylor's missing. Um, they had that injury, obviously, in the game at Ibrox. And as you say, Ranovic came on and, and played at, um, at left-back that day, which turned out to be a bit of a, a disaster. Um, however, at the time, during the game, I did think it was the, the correct decision. I'm a lot less worried about, I wouldn't say necessarily throwing Bernabe in to, to this game, on account of, obviously, how he performed last week when he did come on and, and obviously got that goal up and down well, which was crucial um, at that stage in the game. I would be a lot more worried if this game was at Ibox because we, we think back, obviously, to the 4-3 game at Tynecastle where he obviously started that day. Taylor came off the bench to score the winner, but also he did have a bit of a nightmare. And I think if it was at Ibrox in a kind of hostile, more kind of volatile atmosphere, then I think he could maybe struggle. However, at Celtic Park, I, I think he'll probably fare okay. Obviously, I would prefer to have Taylor there just because he's had an outstanding season for us and, and you know, he's seen his performance in uh, the League Cup final um, the other month where I thought he was terrific again. So, it's a blow, but as I say, I'd be a lot more wary about Bernabe coming in at left-back if it was at Ibrox, for example, just purely on the basis of that performance at Tynecastle in the season, which might be a little bit unfair, but I think he'll fare okay on Saturday, and I think he'll be ready to go if he does get the call. If I was to make a shoot prediction, which everybody loves in this podcast, I actually think Taylor will start. Of course, by the time this comes out tomorrow, I think he'll be out tomorrow night. Our dear leader is currently abroad, but he'll be back. That's such a great man he is. He'll be back to edit the podcast and get it up for everybody either tomorrow night or Saturday morning. If I was to make a prediction, I think Taylor will actually play because I don't think his injury is as severe as his eyes. So it wouldn't have shot me if Taylor started. But then, of course, if I look back to the game at Ibrox, that was a mistake when he had to get taken off in the first half. Celtic, that was one of the reasons Celtic sort of went to pieces in the game. And perhaps maybe after his doubts over him, then Hitai has to start and we paid big money for him. He would no doubt bought to give Greg Tail competition. I mean, Tail's been brilliant this season, so you can see why he's starting most games. But if you spend so much money on a player, that's what we did for Bernie, then these are the games he has to play and show that he belongs in the Celtic team. So I would be concerned, I suppose, if he didn't play because Rangers have got decent players on the wing. And I just worry how you might handle that. But as you say, if it was at Ibrox, there'd be a lot more concerns. I think that'd be a much bigger problem for him. Right, so now on to probably Celtic's best, well, one of Celtic's best players and a player who I think will miss out. And that's Rio Hitati. He has been just sensational for Celtic this season. He was, of course, brilliant in the League Cup final. He was heavily involved in both goals. But if I was to place a bet on it, and of course, gambling is wrong, right, kids? I would imagine that Hitati isn't going to play. Do you agree with that? I can't see him playing. I think he might be back for the for the semi-final. Hopefully before that, but with a, with a hamstring injury. Okay, it was, I think, three weeks ago he got it against Hibs. I think it's too soon for him to come back. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we can only kind of go off of, of what we know. Um, and what we know, obviously, isn't the, the information that Ange um, and the medical team at Celtic will have available to them. But it, it does seem like you would possibly be almost rushing him back and that could possibly do more damage in the long term. We're going for a treble. We've got that semi-final at the end of the month. We've got another trip to Ibrox to come this season as well as another six or seven games um, in the league after this. So I do think if there is any sort of doubt about Hitati's fitness and 
if he's able to come in and actually complete the full 90 minutes, which it's not looking like at the moment he would be able to do, then I, I think it is best to, to just leave it in the meantime. Um, like him and Taylor missing out for, from training the other day could be the good old mind games. It might well be that they were somewhere at Lennox Town. I suspect they were doing some sort of you know rehab or fitness work, whatever it might have been, if they weren't involved in the, the main session. But yeah, I, I kind of agree with yourself. I do think it will possibly be a little bit too soon and if there's even a slight risk of that, I don't think with the games that we've got coming up between now and the end of the season that it's worth taking that risk. We've got enough depth in the midfield. As much as it's a blow and he has been outstanding for us this season, he's been, along with Hannah Moy, the outstanding midfield player for us. I do think, as I say, it's probably not a risk worth taking just with the, the games we've got coming up long term. Let's say he is out for the game and hopefully he's not, but I'd be surprised if he is. What do you predict the midfield three that will be selected by Ange for the game? I mean, we know uh, Carl McGregor will start. Who do you think are the other two midfielders that will start? I'll let you go first, then I'll have a go at my prediction for it. I think if we're working to the assumption that Moy's fit, I think he'll start. I think in all likelihood it'd probably be O'Reilly ahead of Turnbull or a Wata possibly playing as the six and McGregor playing higher up. I think McGregor will start in his, his sort of usual role. I know he obviously played a little bit higher up in Dingwall the weekend, but I think it'll be McGregor as the six, and then I think the two eights in all likelihood. If Moy is fit, Moy will be one of them, and I, I would think Matt O'Reilly would probably be the other one in there with him. But that's just my shoot prediction, John. What about yourself? I agree with you completely. I think Moy will start. He, he is fit again, apparently, and he's so important for us. I think he'll definitely start. And I don't think Matt O'Reilly was very good against Ross County last week, but I think he will start the game. On his day, he's more than good enough to have a big impact in the game. I think he's still got the most assists in the Premier League, but after going in form this season, he's played nowhere near as well as Hitati has been. But if he wants to show that he deserves to get in the team, these are the sort of games that you're going to have to play well in. And... It's a big chance for O'Reilly to show that he belongs regularly in the team. I don't think David Tumble will start. I just don't think he's playing very well this season. I've no doubt he'll come on, and who knows, maybe he'll score another hilarious goal against Rangers again, like the last time we played them at Celtic Park. But no, for me, it'll be that three that we talked about. It'll be McGregor back in his usual role with Moy and O'Reilly sort of exchanging further forward, because I just don't think... Carl McGregor works playing further forward. It didn't work last week when he was in that role. It didn't work against St Mirren. And I think he'd just be daft to play him further forward. I think his place is in the middle of the park, looking to win the ball. So that's the two big injury concerns that everybody's been talking about. Are you thinking that apart from that, it'll just be the usual team? It'll be the usual back four? It'll be Jota and Dyson in on the wings? And it'll be... He'll go up front. I mean, there's a player who is going to be missing, confirmed, and he's got a great record against Rangers at Celtic Park, and that is Rio Hattai. No, Rio Hattai. He might be missing. That's uh, unbelievable. I've just forgotten his name. Ah! How am I to forget Leela Bada's name? That is just such bad podcasting that I forgot the guy who scored three goals against Rangers at Celtic Park. But Leela Bada is definitely out with an injury picked up in international duty. How much of a miss do you think he'll be in the game? He's Disney play every game for Celtic, but when you look at how good he is against Rangers, he probably would have made an impact in the game, especially with the runs he makes and the penalty box that just completely bamboozle the Rangers' defence at times. You know, his record against them, particularly at Celtic Parks, um, it's frightening, to, to be fair, for a player you know playing on the wing. Obviously, we know he has a, 
a goal getter his numbers show that but his, his record in these games as I say in particular at Celtic Park is is pretty terrific even if he was fit I don't think he would start on Saturday I think it will just be the usual um, Dyson on the left hand side Jot on the right they might well you know, switch at some stage depending on on how things go but it's obviously a miss in terms of having an option from the bench as much as we have depth you know you lose two or three players to injury and that depth's obviously looking a little bit a little bit less so. So it's it's an option, unfortunately, that we're missing. But ultimately, as good as his record's been in these games at Celtic Park, I don't think he'd have started anyway on, on Saturday. So we've just got to hope that those who do start the game can get the job done. And if we do have to look to the bench, then the options that we've got there can make an impact in his absence. I think O might have an impact in the game. Because if you look at how he played against Ross County, I thought he was very good. I mean, obviously, Reigns are going to be a tougher opponent than Ross County. But his strength, I think, could be important Like towards the end of the game if maybe we're looking for a goal or something. I think he could play an impact. I've already mentioned David Tumble. Definitely think he'll be involved in the game. He usually is off the bench for us. He has got a good eye for a goal. He could be a man for us. And, I mean, we'll just need to wait and see. Who knows? It might be an, an unsung hero that wins the game for us. Somebody that you don't expect to get the winning goal. So, let's briefly talk about Rangers or great rivals, those great guys. They're actually in, in the league, at least, in the same runner form as we are. They keep winning, same as us. Obviously, when we played them in the league in January, it was a 2 each draw, but Celtic didn't play well at all. We were missing some key men, but we still managed to get away with a, a draw at the home of our biggest rivals. Well, how have you, from what you've seen, how have you made of Rangers, what have you made of Rangers' performances under Michael Beale, who has a record practically the same as Ange, who won Big Difference? And, of course, won the League Cup final. What have you made the Rangers so far, under Beal especially? And what do you think will be the... Who do you think will cause us the biggest problems, if any Rangers players do, at the weekend? Um, In terms of Rangers under Beal, as you say, the, the stats don't lie in terms of... They've not really matched it in terms of goals scored um, or the defensive record, but ultimately they've, they've picked up the, the same number of points since he took over. So as much as... I've seen them, you know, on occasion when they've not been against us this season because a lot of the time now with the kind of gap relative to the rest of the league, I don't see much of a point in watching their games, get my hopes up they're going to drop points, even when they go a goal down in games now. I'm, I'm sort of thinking, oh, the opposition have scored too early or something else. And normally they, they, they do more often than not come back to win the game. So I'm almost justified um, in that viewpoint. But... From the small doses I've seen them, I think it's a little bit similar to beforehand. Under Gerrard and obviously under Van Bronckhorst when things were going well, I don't know if they have a real defined style. Certainly not in the same way that we do. I think a lot of, of what they do is they get by on moments. They've got players like Tavernier. They've got guys, you know, Tillman at the moment, for example, as well, who I think will... will He's got to be a threat in these games at some point because he's been anonymous up to this stage, but he's in a good run of form at the moment, so I think he'll be a potential danger man for them at the weekend. But I think they're getting by a lot of time on on moments. They certainly were when they were winning games by the odd goal, albeit they've maybe been a little bit more convincing recently. But yeah, I, I think Tillman, it's probably time for, for him to show up in one of these games. I'd imagine Rangers supporters would probably think the same. Obviously, the midfield battle, we'll wait and see what happens. I know there's doubts about the new best midfielder in the history of Scottish football, uh, Raskin, <laughs> whether he'll be fit or not. Cantwell, I know, is obviously they're all raving about him at the moment, so I'd suspect he'll start. And then 
I don't know. We'll, we'll wait and see what happens because they might well revert to type and just start three hammer throwers in the middle of the park and try and outdo us physically, John. You, you never know. But set pieces is a thing we need to watch out for as well. We said this beforehand in the before the League Cup final in that preview, and then they went and scored from a set piece, which we defended pretty horrifically in fairness. So I, I think that's obviously something to look out for as well. But yeah, overall, I'm not 100% sure on who will be fit or, or who they'll start with. But if I had to hang my hat on to... I'd say Kent, just given his, his kind of past performances in these fixtures and then some of the big European games. Tillman in his current run of form, as much as he's been anonymous um, in the three games he's played previously, I think he's probably due a performance against us. So they'd be the two danger men that I would point out for our wonderful neighbours. Yes, and here's hoping they both have shite games. Now, I'll not keep you that long, because as you say, it's such a, a lovely sunny night and it's a, a bank holiday weekend, so I'm sure it'll be... Everything will be raising hell over the next couple of days. So just before we go, I, I just thought I'd talk about one other Celtic player who I think it's a big game for, because I completely forgot about him earlier. Carol Starfield. Now, he's an interesting season because at times he's unplayably good, and at times he looks like he's never played football for Celtic. That may be a bit harsh, but if you look back to the game against Ross County, I mean, at times he was brilliant with his heading for the back, and then at times he was just giving the ball away twice. He created chances for Rose County to be slack passing. So, for me, I think it's a very big game for him. He's had an up-and-down record against Rangers in the past. I mean, he, he was unlucky to score that own goal in the semi-final last season. You can see that a penalty, that was a soft penalty, really, in the two-weeks draw, and he's played well for most of the cup final. But I think for him, it's a big game. I think if we want to win, we need to make sure we cut out the phase of mistakes. I think we're a better team than Rangers, but I think that if we give them chances, there's a good, there's a chance they'll take one of them. So I think it's a big game for him. The, the partnership with him and Kutavix is still the best at Celtic. We've noticed enough of Kobayashi, although I think he's a good player. And in time, I think he'll play a lot of games for us. But for me, I think it's a big game for Kyle Starfield. And you'll need this week, just don't do anything daft. Cut out the daft mistakes. And if you do that, we should be able to get the victory. It's a big game for him, I think. Yeah, I would agree. I think he's, he's as you said, a bit of an up-and-down season at points. I still do think he is, in terms of a partner for Carter Vickers, who is the, the undisputed kind of number one centre-half. I think he is still the, the best, um, that is still the best pairing that we've got, is, is Starfelt alongside him. He had obviously a few injuries in the kind of first half of the season. Um, Morris Jones got a fair bit of game time before he obviously went to, to Schalke in January. And then Kobe Ashes came in and his game time has been a bit limited. Agree with yourself. I think the, the kind of flashes we've seen of him, he's looked good, but it's one of those ones where I think it's a bit of a kind of slow burner will be integrated over a, a longer period in the team, and it's difficult to get in there when you've got that established partnership, which has been going for nearly two seasons now. I thought actually in the cup final, as much as he made the, the mistake at Ibrox, he more than made up for it in the cup final because I actually thought it was one of, if not his best game in a Celtic jersey. I know he had one from a, I think it was a pass back or a, a pass out from Joe Hart, and he kind of scuffed it, or was it maybe a clearance? I can't quite remember it now, but he, he scuffed it anyway, and, and that was the kind of only moment he had in that game. But other than that, he was absolutely rock solid, I thought, for the the 90-plus um, minutes that we played. So as much as it is a big game for him and his, his forms maybe took a wee dip recently, um, I think off the back of that cup final performance, I've, I've got faith in him, John, to go out and, and perform again for us. Right, now last topic before we give our shoot predictions, which I'm sure everybody wants to hear. The good old referee and indeed VAR. So the referee is Kevin Clancy, who 
for some reason, Rangers fans think as a Celtic fan, even though I remember a Celtic Hibs game where he gave us, he didn't give us two absolute stick-on penalties. Let's hope he has a quiet game and let's hope VAR has a quiet game and they're not the total points when we do the podcast next week, eh, Spunkphone? Something that's labelled at us quite often is that we're the, the first to criticise referees, VAR also, but I think everyone can see at this point that it's clearly um, been a bit of a disaster, to, to say the least, in terms of how it's been integrated. So I've got to hope that when we're sitting here early next week doing the review or the debrief, that we're not talking about referees and we're not talking about VAR, but... I suspect there'll be at least one decision in there on, on Saturday, which is sad, really, but it is just where we are with refereeing in this country at the moment. Yep, and of course, we would never criticise referees or VAR or anything like that. We leave that to the Scottish press, those great guys. It's time for our shoot predictions, and I'll let you go first. What do you think the score will be on Saturday? Well, I was spot on with my League Cup final prediction. I said it'd be 2-1, and it'd all be sorted out within 90 minutes, so... Hopefully, I want a winning run here, John. I'm going to say it'll be 3-1 to Celtic. I think that, as I say, we're more than capable of going out and blowing them away again. I do think this will be a little bit closer than the 3 0 and the 4 0 games, but ultimately, I do think Celtic have got more than enough, even with you know one, two, possibly three injuries um, in terms of the depth that we've got and, and the momentum that we've got at the moment as well to go out there and win on Saturday. So 3-1 is my shoot prediction. What about yourself? I'm going for... 2-0. I think we'll actually keep a clean sheet. Hopefully Starfield and CCV are on form and whoever's at left back, hopefully Greg Taylor has a good game and I just think that we're good enough to keep a clean sheet and I think we've got the players up front that can cause Rangers plenty of problems that they have already this season. And I'm going for 2-0 to Celtic with Kyogo getting at least one of the goals and I don't know, maybe Jota with the other. So, Spunk phone. Thank you very much for appearing on this week's episode of GigPod. Thank you very much for having me, John. I'm away now to crack open some cans in the sunshine, um, but it won't be any of that madry muck that you've been drinking recently. Um, <laughs> shame on you. Uh, but thanks for having me, mate. And hopefully all the, the listeners enjoy themselves this weekend. Hopefully they're all very responsible with their bank holiday drinking and chocolate consumption. And hopefully Celtic can go out and get a, a big result on Saturday as well. So cheers to all the listeners. Just to say, actually, I, I didn't drink that madly. I just took a picture to pay tribute to that wonderful drink. It's been it's cruels I've been drinking recently. Actually, I've, I've given up my cider. I'm fed up with it. Much to much to our leader's glee, because he he says he hates it when I drink cider. I don't know what that's about, but there you go. <laughs> right. Oh, by the way, I forgot to ask you: Are you going to join in the the Jota on the wing song on Saturday before kick off? No comment. <laughs> Probably best leave it at that. Right, so this is the end of this week's episode of GigPod 162. The debrief has just been christened with me and Spunkphone. And we'll be back next week at some stage after the game with a review. I'll be me and Spunkphone again because we'll be doing most of the podcast between now and the end of the season. But I will twist Stevie's arm and make him appear in the end of the season episode at least. And I'm sure he'll be back before that. You know what he's like. So... Now to do our usual plugs that we always do. You can find us on all the usual podcast platforms. But now you can leave us reviews, give us five stars, tell us how great we are. You can catch us on social media as well. We'll be on Twitter sometimes at GigPod, but you can catch more on Instagram at GigPod. Well, there will be, no doubt, posts up before the game and after the game from our dear leader. That will probably reflect what we think of the game. So hopefully it's a lot of celebrating. And as I said earlier, we will be back 
next week with a review of the game against Rangers at Celtic Park. So hopefully it's a big celebratory review and we're glorying in a victory that takes Celtic 12 points clear at the top of the league and all be confirmed champions of Scotland. So thanks again to Spunk Phone for being on this week's episode. Thanks to all the listeners who have stuck with us throughout the ups and downs of the new gig pod. The new gig pod debrief, as it's getting called, but we'll just keep going at gig pod. And we'll be back after the derby with a review, probably Monday, Tuesday, something like that. Probably more likely to do something like that, because Monday is, of course, a bank holiday. So, we'll be back with a review of the game next week on the debrief. Thanks, everybody, for listening, as usual. Good luck to Celtic at the weekend, get the three points, and hail, hail. Podcast Network.